Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Out there into the impossible with a very, very special guest. This is Bill Pulte, who is the Twitter philanthropist extraordinaire, a fascinating character. He has inspired me to uh, to do something which I had never really done before, thought about doing, how I could help people, how I could uh, live vicariously through the young people that I seek to influence. This is one of my jobs. My, my goal in life is to inspire a million minds to always be curious. Bill, ABC in the uh, business world, always be closing. No, it's uh, it stands for always be curious. So how are you doing today in Florida? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks. I've been following your work now for a little while, and uh, it's pretty cool stuff you do. So. <laughs> Well, likewise, I, I, I really uh, respect and uh, look up to what you do and, and the infectious enthusiasm that you have uh, for making the world a better place. And the place that I wanted to start with is, uh, is, is you know, how you got this epic mission to affect millions of people worldwide. And I'm trying to emulate at the end of today's uh, live stream, I'm going to give away uh, to a lucky science teacher $100 via via cash apps uh, emulating you how you do it so effectively i'm just Good. trying to to be so like everybody you. try to get his money and everybody who's listening try to yeah get so money. go on twitter tweet me your favorite idea for a scientific teaching tool it could be a microscope telescope petri dish, whatever you think of something creative i'll select it live and bill uh and i will will uh choose the winner and we'll tweet it out and i'll send you 100 bucks via cash uh but bill how did you get started with this epic mission well, I basically had the idea to, to give away money on the internet. I don't know really where I came from, but as you know, there's when you have a good idea, it just kind of hits like lightning and you just say, oh my God, you know, maybe I should try this thing out. So people originally thought I was crazy for giving away money. People actually, some of my friends send me messages and they would say, hey, did your account get hacked? Because it's claiming to give away money on Twitter and it, it just didn't make any sense. And it really began a movement, I would say, of of giving money uh, to people on the internet. And you see it now, it's widespread all over Twitter. I mean, obviously there's there's scams and people trying to scam people out of money and all this kind of stuff, but scams have been going on forever, whether it's with mail fraud or people robbing banks or whatever. It's just now we have technology. And so people are now able to send money to each other. Obviously there's consequences that come with that. But it's really become, Brian, a, a very viral movement. And uh, we couldn't be happier with the success that we've had. I mean, it's, it's exceeded my wildest expectations. Mm. And tell me about your, your upbringing. Tell me about, you know, your story. What's your origin story? You know, I'm a cosmologist. I talk about the origin of the universe, the passion that I have, the curiosity that I have. What, what are you most curious about? What were you like as a young person that, you know, you're doing something so unusual. What were you like as a kid that brought you to where you are now? Um, well, I didn't really understand the power of giving until I was uh, older and until I had money. And even then it was weird because when you when you have money, as you probably know, um, you know, you got the money by saying, how do I get money and how do I keep money for myself? And so it's a little bit counterintuitive, you know, OK, I've been working to get money for myself and for my family, and now I have the ability to give it to people. So I think that that was something that was learned, and I learned that from, frankly, my grandfather, who was a very generous guy, 
And, um, you know, I didn't really learn it until an older age. I wish, I mean, I was, I, I like to think that I was always kind and nice and giving when I was young, but, um, you know, really once I had resources and stuff that I start to, to give to people. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to think when people say, you know, for me personally, there's a religious commandment for me as a practicing Jew, it's a commandment to give away 10%, but there's also a maximum component. And I wonder, sometimes I, I think about you, Bill, and I, and I worry, like, can you do too much? Uh, not to like be too flattering or too egotistical, but you know, there's a commandment that you shouldn't give more than 20% away uh, uh, in the Bible, in the Torah, the Old Testament, because there's a certain sense that you could get too full of yourself. Like you're doing too much, like leave room for God. And I'm not, I'm not going to proselytize. I never do that. It's actually forbidden in Judaism to proselytize. But I want to ask you, like, is there a danger you could do too much and, and start to think that like, you know, it depends on you too much? I actually say that Twitter philanthropy will never be successful so long as it is dependent on me. Mm. And what I try to do basically is try to get other people to donate and help people who are in critical need. I mean, nothing would make me happier, frankly, than to turn my account in like incognito mode and just watch everybody take care of each other. And that really happens. I mean, if you see on Twitter now, you, you'll often see somebody who's struggling with cancer or, really having a hard time and people will find that person and you know nine times out of ten if they're really hurting somebody's going to come and give them money and take care of them so um to me that is central to my mission is removing myself from me uh from from twitter philanthropy and making it sustainable above and beyond me so we'll see it's gonna it's gonna take some time and i think you know we continue to make progress um, with, you know, just the amount of people that are getting involved with Twitter philanthropy. I mean, Brian, I don't know if you know, but our average donation is about $14. And this is from people from all across the globe. So when I posted like yesterday, I think there was a four-year-old who had cancer and boom, I put it up four minutes later, you know, her whole family's rent and travel, I think was paid for. So mm. when you, when you think about the challenges that, that are inevitable, the hurdles that you face, what, you know, what, what kinds of uh, barriers or challenges are still facing you and, and what, you know, have, have been the surprising, you know, uh, hurdles that you've overcome that you might have thought would be un, unrecoverable or, or, or impossible, as we say in the Into Impossible podcast. But because you overcame them, you know, you, you're sort of on the other side. Yeah, and you can hear me, right? Because it's cracking up on my side. But yeah, I, it was I a little it. bit crackly for a second there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so can you say the last part of the question? I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, what what challenges, you know, did you anticipate, you know, in the beginning of, of your mission? Oh, it's still like really noisy. Is there like a keyboard or is that, is that, you think, you know, it's uh, causing that? I'm, I'm not sure what that. I got a strong internet too, so hmm. today I do. Um, huh, I wonder what that sounds like. Um, yeah, do you want me to restart? And yeah, maybe log. Let me um, let me take you out, and I'll try to put you back in the room. Let me see here. Uh, I can take you off of here. Let's see. I'll take, how about that? Oh. Uh, and now, yeah. Let's see. Okay, now he's out of the room. Let's see if he'll come back in. I'm talking with Bill Pulte, the uh, innovator behind Twitter philanthropy, who's given away millions uh, of dollars to help millions of people in a mission to make the world a better place. And he's inspired me at the end of this live stream. We're going to give away $100 to a teacher because I believe teachers change the world more than any other individual. Let's see if he is there. 
Hey, Bell, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. Okay, that's better now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I was asking about challenges, and so inevitably, a challenge, you know, makes someone stronger. Uh, but have there been, um, you know, kind of more challenges uh, than you expected, or has it been kind of, you know, getting easier with time, or is it getting harder with time? How, how have been the you know, barriers to your mission? Um, how have they been progressing? Yeah, I would say that it just continues to get easier and easier and easier um, in terms of doing it because I'm getting more fluency. You know, my family's background was in housing and my background was in housing supplies. So, um, you know, that's really my expertise, that in business. And so I'm, I'm starting to understand more the viral network and the viral capabilities of how to get things to go viral, but viral in a way where especially you can help people and raise a lot of money and those type of things. So, um it just continues to get easier and easier, and God willing, it will keep doing that. Mm -hmm. So people in the chat room are saying that you're their, their idol. They want to make money to give it away. <clears throat> uh, and you talked about um, at one point, you know, Sam Walton was an idol, you know, uh, uh, of uh, of yours. He, you know, kind of prototypical founder of Walmart. You know, made made tons of money. But we also see that there are, you know, kind of vilifications that people have of people that make great wealth. In your opinion, what is the purpose of wealth? What what can wealth be good for? Can it be used for 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 purposes that aren't so pure? What is the purpose and the meaning of wealth to you, Bill? It's a great question. Um, from my perspective, money is just resources and resources to do what whatever somebody wishes. You know, somebody says, oh, you know, money is the root of all evil. And there may very well be truth to that. But in the hands of the right person, the right people, I think that money can be a great uh, influence. And instead of relying on the government, to your point, you know, this fancy word called philanthropist, I think is just somebody who has money, who has, you know, resources, you can put whatever label you want on it. And those people are the people, in my opinion, who've figured out a way to get money, and in many cases can do things more efficiently than the government. I mean, for example, my background was in business. And so when I looked at Twitter philanthropy, I didn't look at it in terms of anything other than, okay, why is commerce not being done through technology? We have Amazon.com, we have Google, we have these other things. So why not, why not reinvent charity with with technology. And I think that that's really what is the big story of what we've done is uh, using technology for good. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that sometimes you can call it philanthropist, you can put whatever label you want on it, but sometimes business people or people who've you know innovated um, can bring innovation to something um, and, and it really helps people. And I, I'd like to think that's what we've done now. I mean, we've really brought we're bringing charity in the 21st century, I say, um, by what we're doing on Twitter, you know, no, no more. And I love corporate over. I love, I love, uh, you know, charitable overheads and charitable dinners and Lord knows you and me have been to a lot of those things, but this totally gets rid of all the guts of all that cost and just connects it peer to peer. Yeah. That's the innovative. That's the decentralized uh, philanthropy. So I, I call it DeFi, P-H-I. <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of government, people in the chat room are saying Pulte 2024. Can you say anything about those rumors, Bill? No. You're too young to be president, right? Uh, I guess so. You have to be, what, 35 or something 35, like that? yeah. A couple more years, you'll be there, my friend. Um, talk to me about... Not, not happening. Not happening. Okay, yeah, he denies those those rumors right now. We got people from all different backgrounds. Um, 
<laughs> and so uh, I want to talk about education. Do you have an, an educator or somebody that, that uh, taught you, uh, you know, may, maybe in, in finance, maybe in philanthropy, uh, because I am an educator and that is an awesome responsibility. And I'll just tell you, as I say often, the word scientist in the Russian language, uh, and Russians are some of the best scientists in, in history, that means someone who was taught. It doesn't mean, you know, that you came from a special background. It just means you were taught. To me, that means you have an obligation to give back and you have to become a teacher. I feel like I have to teach and I have to give back. And if I can give back financially too, so be it. What did, what did a teacher teach you? What, what lessons do you take away from great teachers in your life? Well, it's funny you ask that because what I try to do is not just give my money online, but is to uh, inspire other people to give online. But frankly the root of what i'm trying to do is teach people how to help themselves and so in many ways i think that you know that is really you know it's like uh i think it was uh i forget the exact part of the bible but um you know where uh they said you know teach uh somebody how to fish instead of just giving them fish right so um, for a lifetime. so mm -hmm. so yeah there you know there are definitely people who've educated me um, but I wouldn't say that in, in philanthropy, it's really been from the academic world. Uh, it was more from my grandfather who taught me, you know, uh, that really to give is to receive and that uh, people can get a lot of happiness counterintuitively by, by giving away stuff. And, um, you know, if I, ever I'm having a tough day or if I'm, uh, you know, busy working or something like that and I just want to breather, you know, there's nothing better than getting online and finding somebody who's really got it bad mm. and taking care of them. So, you know, I'm not here to say, oh, I'm doing this because, you know, I'm a good guy or anything like that. In fact, I tell people, don't tell me that because it's not good for anybody's <laughs> psychology. And number two is I'm, I'm doing it in a way selfishly. And I believe it's kind of like when you're on an airplane and, and they're saying things about like, you know, how you need to get your, take the oxygen mask before you help others. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I view even charity is, you know, uh, it's all right to be selfish in my opinion when you give. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. There's a kind of a virtue in taking care of other people that you benefit yourself. It's the one thing that giving away makes you richer. And, and I think, you know, people are saying in the chat room, we got hundreds of people, leave a thumbs up if you're enjoying this live stream, if you like Bill's epic mission, if, you, uh, if you've learned from Bill, if you've been inspired by Bill to give in your own way. Look, 10%, you can give 10% if you have a dollar. You can give 10% uh, no matter what. You can give 10% if you have nothing. You can give 10% if you have your time. Uh, we have that uh, clicking sound again, Bill. I don't know if you want to um, jump back in again. I'll, I'll put you out and then maybe you, wanna you want to log back in again. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll try that one more time. Uh, just a reminder, we've got uh, people tuning in from around the world, and this is really epic. I've never had so many people from around the world. Uh, I do ask you to subscribe to the channel. If you're new here, we talk to the greatest minds in human history. Uh, I've had three billionaires, nine Nobel Prize winners, an astronaut while she was live aboard the International Space Station. We do these live streams quite frequently, and uh, we just really love to connect a million minds in a multiverse of the world's greatest talent and the world's greatest inspiring figures, of which Bill is one. Uh, Bill, we're getting comments and questions from people from Kenya, from uh, from the Middle East, from all over the world. It's so amazing 
the things that you do. So if you've been inspired by Bill, leave a thumbs up, leave a comment. Let me know your your question. If a teacher made something, um, uh, did something for you in any case. Um, so then the, the last thing I want to say is is this, uh, has Twitter reached out to you? Have you been, you know, contacted by Twitter? You're, you're kind of doing some, some marvelous, you know, public relations for Twitter. Have they been supportive of your mission? They have been, and I've spoken with uh, a few of the executives there. I think they really like it. I think one of the things that they like is that, um, number one, it's success. But I think, uh, you know, and I don't want to speak for them, but I think that they really like the organic nature of it. In other words, you know, this is not something that was paid by a corporation or this is not something, this is not some kind of ad campaign or something phony, right? This is this is straight from, you know, people wanting to help other people out. And, um, and it's a very viral movement. It's just people wanting to take care of people. And so I think when they see that, when they see the photos of the people with cancer getting help and you know, these other things, uh, as I've understood from them, they, they very, very much enjoy it and um, encourage it. Mm. That's really wonderful. And then uh, you chose Twitter. Of course, you could have chosen any of the uh, different different uh, social media platforms, uh, of course. The other thing that fascinates me, you've gotten interested in, um, in, in, uh, in, in cryptocurrency. You've expressed support for past guests that I've had on my show. Uh, such as uh, Michael Saylor and and, and other folks. Um, what is that? What do you like about that um, uh, cryptocurrency as, as a modality? Not, not necessarily has to be related to philanthropy, but what, what does it mean to it you? It is related to philanthropy. Yeah, yeah tell I mean, me about it. It's very much related to philanthropy. And I think that, you know, one of the things that people are, because I get questions all the time about cryptocurrency and why I'm a, in, a fav, in favor of it and stuff. And I think that Bitcoin is really empowering the individual. It's really about, you know, the individual person taking control of their own destiny. And, you know, you have the government who, you know, Lord knows is political and all these people do is fight and they hate each other and all this crap. And Bitcoin kind of cuts out all that crap. And I think that Bitcoin, frankly, can be a huge engine for you know, as I said, it's a fancy label uh, called philanthropy. Um, but and I like the, the word, but I, I just I think sometimes you make it too complicated, you know. And and so Bitcoin, I think, pierces through the philanthropy label. And if we can get Bitcoin to more people, um, they as individuals can be empowered. And I think mm. that, you know, an empowered individual is is a very, very strong force. And I think in, individuals can actually take care of each other in a very viral way. And we're seeing that with Twitter. And I, I would predict, Brian, if we're sitting here 10, 20 years from now and we're doing an interview, which hopefully you and I are, we're around yeah. for a long time. Um, I would predict in 10 or 20 years, you're going to see peer-to-peer people helping each other, people lending each other money to each other, of course, all legally, but in a way that gets at acute needs. Because this whole idea of waiting for bureaucratic uh, paper-oriented government systems uh, to go and help people is just so 18th century. Mm. And um, I, I would expect that the 21st century really starts to pick up steam. Absolutely. Okay, Bill, we're reaching slowly to the end of the live stream before I have to teach my students about cosmology and the universe. But before we do, Sounds I just good. want to remind people to please follow Bill on Twitter and follow his epic mission. I'm also on Twitter at Dr. Brian Keating and on YouTube, Dr. Brian Keating, please subscribe. Yes, everybody if you're enjoying. Go follow him yes Dr. please Brian. do. 
I can use it. I can use the fans because I want to emulate Bill and the science community. I want to be the Bill Pulte of the science uh, philanthropy community to inspire a million minds to learn about science because if we're ever going to become interplanetary, intergalactic, we're going to need a million scientific minds to be funded and and educated, uh, Bill, just the same way. And we can do that with bits and bytes as well. And but, but we need funding to do that as well. And I'm hoping to emulate you as much as possible. I ask all my guests who treasure, I treasure so much. I've done it with billionaires. I've done it with Nobel Prize winners. And I want to do it with you. Uh, and a quick rundown of what I call the thrilling three questions. These are existential questions. Then we'll give away $100 to the winner of the sci uh, science Twitter giveaway. And that is, I want to ask you three questions, which is what do you want when you reach the biblical age of 120 years old? What do you want to leave as a bit of ethical wisdom or wisdom that you've learned in general? Not monetary, but purely wisdom for future generations to know what is most important to you that a future generation should know? Just to give it to receive and to not be uh, worried about it being selfish because uh, actually in some ways being selfish can actually be a great gift to other people. So to give is to receive and don't worry about doing it for purposes of, uh, you know, wanting to feel good about yourself. Things can be a win-win. Charity doesn't need to be a zero-sum game. Okay, wonderful. Next question I have is uh, about... Is that fair? Yeah, that's wonderful. I love it. The next one has to do with uh, w with going into the future as well. And that is if you could have a time capsule that would last for a billion years and could kind of represent the pinnacle of what humankind has achieved or could achieve uh, to kind of tell aliens uh, about what we achieved on Earth. What kind of represents to you the greatest accomplishment of all of humankind? That's a great question. Um... I would have to say um, the, uh, at least, you know, from my vantage point, the invention of the Internet and the invention of uh, being able to have deflation, you know, back in the 1970s, for example, and who knows, we may have inflation in the coming months and stuff like that. But uh, generally speaking, I think that technology has been very deflating for for prices. And I think that that has actually lifted a lot of people out of poverty or at least made uh, progress uh, for people easier to obtain. So I think that's probably the best thing that we've done is use technology, whether it's Amazon or, or what have you, to uh, really make things more affordable for people uh, so more people can be lifted out of poverty. That's awesome. Great. And then the final question that I ask all of my uh, treasured guests who honor me with their presence on this show uh, has to do with the past. So usually I'm asking 80-year-old Nobel Prize winners or billionaires like Jim Simons or whatever. But I Yeah, sorry. You, I'm none of those. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you uh, what happened. Well, you know, the first billion is the hardest, they tell me. And the first Nobel Prize is the hardest, Bill. So don't worry. you got plenty of time. But I want to ask you, um, uh, as a 20-year-old or a 15-year-old, you're so young, um, what, what mysterious aspect of life perplexed you? But thanks to your courage, uh, you had the courage to go into the impossible. That's the title of my podcast. It's a quote from, from Arthur C. Clarke, who said, the only way of knowing the limits of the possible is to go beyond them into the impossible. That's how I chose the name of this podcast. So I want to ask you, what seemed impossible to you as a 20-year-old that now seems possible well, because I think you had the courage to go yeah. into the impossible? I think that uh, I love the name uh, anything in the impossible because I think that 
that name anything in the impossible, right? A lot of other people would have said, even when we started giving away money on Twitter, oh, that's impossible. What the hell are you doing doing that? That's crazy talk. You shouldn't be giving away money. It's impossible. Um, so I think that that is... Uh, that, that that is a huge one is, you know, not seeing limits and there's no such word as can't thinking outside the box. But in terms of, you know, my own life and past, like you were asking is like, I think, you know, and look, I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm fine with death. Obviously who wants to die? But uh, I think that, you know, confronting death and confronting our own mortality in a certain way too, that has helped really crystallize uh, my thoughts on charity, because, you know, at the end of the day, all of our clocks are going to run out. And so I think gr death is the great equalizer. And, uh, you know, at least that's helped me quite a bit uh, punch through things that I would normally think were impossible. But death has a way of certainly, uh, you know, and God, obviously. Um, and, you know, you could argue those two things are related. Um, you know, that has helped me punch through things that I believe to be impossible. Mm. Wonderful, Bill. You're you're so deep, and uh, you're a modern day philosopher yourself. I want to thank you for going into the. Impossible. I don't know about that. But what you I'm just said really uh, <laughs> echoes the uh, the words of Audrey Hepburn, the great actress. She said, "Nothing is impossible." The very word itself says, "I'm possible." I'm yes. possible. Never forget that, Bill. Okay, we're ready to give away a hundred dollars to one of my subscribers. So please subscribe to Bill and subscribe to me. Let's get Bill to 3 million subscribers. He needs it badly. He's only a couple of thousand away. Mr. Kyle Grant, at Mr. Kyle Grant, uh, he subscribed and he has uh, requested a telescope. So that was my first uh, scientific instrument. He sent me a uh, suggestion that we should get a telescope as a scientific instrument. So that is the man who won, the teacher that won, the uh, the science Twitter giveaway. So congratulations to Kyle Grant. Uh, that was my first scientific Congrats, instrument. Kyle. I will send it to him uh, via cash, and uh, I'm now connected to him. Thank you, Bill, for uh, for really inspiring me, inspiring millions of people around the world. I can't thank you enough. I hope you'll come back, and uh, and we'll do this Anytime. again. Maybe we'll make this a tradition. And 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 really, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I hope we meet in person someday, my friend. That would be great. I would enjoy it. And uh, my wife is a chemical engineer, so she would love to speak with you about everything that you're doing. So Phenomenal. Uh, thank probably you probably so end much. up being you and her talking. But <laughs> I would love it. And, and, and that would be a treat for me. Bill Pulte, thank you so much. Uh, subscribe to him. Yeah. Find out about his epic mission uh, and, and contribute whatever way you can out there. And, uh, and please join uh, my mission to inspire a million minds in the multiverse uh, to, uh, to always be curious. ABC, that's the mission of my life uh, to teach and to be well out there in our beautiful, beautiful cosmos. And for now, I'm signing off. Subscribe to the channel for videos and interviews with billionaires, brainiacs, and a host of the world's greatest minds. It's a privilege. It's an honor. I'm so happy to share my life and my curiosity with great intellects and the greatest minds in history. So I want to thank you for sharing this incredibly rapid, brief amount of time with me. Before I go teach my children, not children, some of them are adults now, but I get to teach at UC San Diego, where I am uh, the co-associate director of the Arthur C. Clarke Center for Human Imagination. Check me out. Dr. Brian Keating, give me a comment. Let me know what you thought of this. If you'd like me to do it again, uh, I will certainly 
try to raise another hundred dollars from my piggy bank and uh, and uh, try to support more great teachers out there. Um, for now, look at my playlist and enjoy some of the great interviews I've done. There's one with Jim Simons, a great philanthropist, Michael Saylor. I'm hoping to have Ray Dalio on the show uh, very soon. Talk about his epic missions and his advice as a human being, as a philanthropist, as a father, and as a uh, as a true as a true philosopher as well. So, with that, I bid you a wonderful rest of your day in this wonderful planet. Uh, and I wish you blessings uh, wherever you are. I treasure my audience. And uh, and I thank you for going into the impossible with me. Yours truly, Dr. Brian Keating. Bye, everybody. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Thanks for listening to Into the Impossible with Professor Brian Keating. Please support the show by rating, commenting, sharing, and leaving reviews. We appreciate hearing from you, and it really helps keep our universe expanding. Watch our YouTube channel at Dr. Brian Keating, that's D-R, Brian Keating, and join our premieres Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Follow Brian on Twitter and Medium, and support us on Patreon at Dr. Brian Keating. For exclusive content, visit Brian Keating's website and sign up for his informative newsletter at briankeating.com. Into the Impossible is produced with the Arthur C. Clarke Center for Human Imagination in the Division of Physical Sciences at the University of California, San Diego. Produced by Stuart Volko and Brian Keating.